three topics I want to talk about today. Heaven, holiness, and music. And we have a great worship team. It's expanding, it's growing, getting more people in it. Heaven. How do you imagine heaven? What do you think heaven's going to be like? quote I read this week, listen to this, see what you think about it, about heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Oh. I don't have an answer for you, just make you think a little bit. Another sentence, listen to this, makes you think here. Jesus is where heaven is. First half of the sentence is, Jesus is where heaven is. Heaven is where Jesus is. You get that? Listen to this. Jesus is where heaven is. But heaven is where Jesus is. I just have a bunch of questions for you. I'm an ex-school teacher. I taught for 15 years, and I'm used to answer, asking a lot of questions. You're going to have to take the test and answer them. I don't have the answers for you. Listen to this quote about heaven. We were not made for earth. We were not made for earth. This is 2022, 23. Think back 10 years ago. What were you like physically 10 years ago? Ooh. See, we were getting... The aging process, because we were not made for it. What about the hymn that we sing? When we've been there, about heaven, when we've been there, how long? What happens? We've no less time to sing God's praise than when we first begun. So heaven is for us. The earth isn't, we're really not made for earth because we wear out. Any of you feel wearing out? When we've been there 10,000 years, right, shining as the sun, with no less time, to sing God's praise and when we first begun. So that's heaven. Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I'm going to see my Savior's face. I want to sing. Statement of now, now I talk about a holiness denomination. Statement I made many times. The Church of the Nazarene is a holiness denomination. What does that mean? It means you believe that you have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, first and foremost. And after you've accepted him, you have to live a holy life. You can only do that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Peter is a perfect example of this. Peter, there's pre-Peter Pentecost and there's post-Peter Pentecost. Peter before Pentecost. What did he do the night Jesus was betrayed? How many times did he deny Jesus? Three, Three times. And the third time he denied him with a curse. Even with the little girl said he was one of his disciples. Those who believe Peter was baptized and added to the church. So you have Peter before Pentecost, 
And then you have Peter on Pentecost. He preached a sermon. And how many were saved that very day? 3,000. One service. I wonder what would happen if we would have the Holy Spirit released on this service today with, with us people here. And next Sunday, those people that are at the races come back. And we have 3,000 people here. I wonder if they would have sorry that they missed the service. Is it, that still possible today? 3,001 service? And then the next day, Peter was going to a prayer meeting. And he's walking through a crowd of people. And there's a crippled man there. And what does a crippled man ask? To be healed. And Peter says, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And what happened? He got up and he started dancing and skipping and jumping and shouting and causing a commotion. commotion. Well, what would happen if somebody stood up in this church service and said, I'm healed? I'd like to be healed. I never thought of that. Maybe if Peter would show up today, I'd take his hand and, could I dance? Could I jump around and shout and sing and laugh? Cause an excitement? What would happen if somebody caused an excitement? The all-time Nazarene, you remember camp meeting? Remember people used to jump up and wave their handkerchief? You'd probably be thrown out and excommunicated if you did it today. In the Old Testament, Elijah was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was wondering how the Lord was going to appear. He was waiting for the Lord to appear to pass by. And he thought perhaps the Lord would tear the mountain apart. Or perhaps a powerful wind would come. Or perhaps there would be an earthquake. But how did the Holy Spirit appear to Elijah? A still, small voice. Did you hear me? Pay attention. <laughs> With a still, small voice. You know, when he, in the Holy Spirit, sometimes maybe we get the attention of somebody ran up and down the aisle waving a white handkerchief. We look at him. But maybe the trouble is the Lord is speaking in a still, small voice. And we're busy with something else. We're worried about how long he's going to preach today. You want a quote of the week? Here we go. Quote of the week. The Lord is predictably unpredictable. The Lord is predictably unpredictably. What is the Lord going to do in this service? A man who was originally a Nazarene pastor, R.T. Kindle, made this statement. He says, The church today is asleep. The church today is asleep, but you don't know when you're asleep until you wake up. What did I say? The church today is asleep, but you don't really know you're asleep until you wake up. Like I'll be watching television. I can sleep and watch the television at the same time. No, I can't. Joyce will wake me up. I, we watch a show and then I always fall asleep the last three minutes of the show when they say who done it. And then I have to ask Joyce, who done it? Because when you're asleep, you don't know you're asleep because you're asleep. 
So the church doesn't even realize that they're asleep because they're asleep. Paul said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I read a quote recently. It said, many churches were empty on Easter because of the epidemic. Many churches were empty on Easter because of the epidemic. If you want to know something, the team tomb was also empty. And that's what's important. The tomb is also empty. We spoke about heaven. We spoke about holiness. I'd like to speak about music. Is that okay, Beth? And worship team. More people to speak about music. I'm not the expert. In the Old Testament, whenever the nation of Israel had a victory, everybody would break out their instruments and start to sing and praise the Lord. One of their favorite instruments was a tambourine. When they crossed the Red Sea, remember how Moses held up a staff and divided the Red Sea? They walked across on dry land, and when they got to the other side, Moses' sister and the women got out the tambourine and started playing it. Have you ever been in a church service with a tambourine? Anybody know how to play a tambourine? I do. You just bang it against your leg. I preached a sermon in a, when I was pastoring in Virginia, and I mentioned this, and I asked if anybody had a tambourine. And there was one lady that had one, and used to play the tambourine. Next week, we had six tambourines in the service. We had a section of the tambourines. And what we did was we gave them to the kids to play. So they celebrated when they crossed the Red Sea successfully. The nation of Israel broke out their instruments and singing when they crossed the Jordan successfully, when they defeated the city of Jericho successfully, when David was crowned king, when Solomon was crowned king, when they built the temple, they all broke out their instruments and sang. And they would leave the service singing they would go back home singing and testifying and joyously celebrating. I want to do that today. 